everybody. <laughs> Give me one second. Prophecy. Oh, oh, hi. Okay, cool. I think I just invited you. Oh, yay. I just invited you to join and you're here. Um, so I, I couldn't figure out how to like tag you in this. You know what I mean? Cause I think that you have to schedule it in advance and it wouldn't let me schedule it like five minutes in advance, which is stupid. It's like, it has to be like an hour. <laughs> so that's okay. Um, how's the connection? Seems good. I think it's good. You can hear me, right? Yeah, I can hear you well. Good. Um, this is such a bummer. Instagram's such a great tool, but at the same time, it's so, uh, has so many rules. Um, let me see if I can, okay. I guess we're just going to have to go with it. So, hi, how are you today? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm just, uh, sweating over here. It's hotter than Hades. <laughs> hot down here too. Oh my goodness. It's hot, hot, hot. I was pulling up um, a lot of different, like, just insights so that while we're talking that I'll be able to bounce off and have some other stuff too. Yeah, cool. But I'm really excited that we get to talk about this. It's funny, uh, for those of you that'll join or see this in the future, um, she literally called me, like, I think it was like an hour ago. She's like, oh, you know, I really want to do this thing. And, you know, I was thinking of you. You're the person that I want to do it with. And I'm like, oh my God, I want to go live today too. So it's fun. <laughs> like perfect serendipitously yay um happy new moon happy new moon and today uh for those of you that are watching on on my account this is kiara of crystal prophecy so you can go follow her and we're going to talk about this nodal flip so the nodes of the moon changing signs and this is happens every 18 months um and what's special about this one is that this is completing an 18, an 18 and a half year cycle. So that's interesting because the, the nodes are moving into Aries and Libra and the nodes move backwards, whereas the planets move forward when they're not in retrograde. So, but the nodes move backwards. So this is um, a, a, an 18 and a half year cycle that we're going to be completing over the next however many months. What is it? Um, how many months are they there? 18 months, 16 months, something yeah. like that. 18. Yeah. So we're going to be working with this axis for the next 18 months. And that's really exciting. I'm happy to be out of my nodal reversal <laughs> because, and you and I, oh, right. That's so funny that we're doing this together because Kiara and I both have a North node in Scorpio and a South node in Taurus. And uh, even though we're totally different ages, but it like lined up that way for us. And I guess we're 18 and a half years apart then. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, so I'm happy to be out of that. I feel like I learned a lot through this nodal cycle with Taurus Scorpio. Because mm -hmm. you're kind of learning how to integrate your opposite in a way. I looked up, uh, like, there's an astrologist that translated, um, like, kind of their interpretation of what the nodes are. Yeah, name, let's start with uh, that. Her name is Karina. 
Edna Lafayette. Um, she was published in the Persephone's Lounge. So if you guys go and look that up, it's on medium.com. But basically, this is what she says about um, the North Node having been in Taurus. It says, North Node in Taurus is developing stability, abundance, security, beauty, and pleasure. Whereas the South Node in Scorpio represents releasing the negative, psychic attachments, poverty consciousness, and the lack of trust, which is what every client, every person I've been reading for, all my friends, they're all thinking of those final things. So according to what uh, we were talking about, even together, like in our personal experiences, we're not just like colleagues, but we're friends in real life. Um, we actually have experienced this firsthand in person together and separate. So I thought that that was kind of interesting. And then we're moving into um, the North Node now in Aries. So the North Node in Aries, she says, is developing the ego, which I believe the ego to be like I am self, not the ego that we think of as like the shadow ego. Individuality, confidence, independence, and physical strength, which is funny because I'm going to the gym a lot more and <laughs> getting fit. And then the South Node in Libra represents releasing toxic relationships, patterns, people-pleasing, self-doubt, and codependency. It's pretty crazy. I love that. That's, that's a great introduction. Thank you for that. Yeah. That's a beautiful introduction. So I wanted to share with everybody um, that I had this like kind of cool download and I'm sure I'm not the only one who's ever like talked about this or had this kind of vision of the sun and the moon and the stars. Mm -hmm. And then it was confirmed to me through spirit yesterday because of this movie that I watched and I'm like, okay, this is something worth mentioning. So like, we're going to talk about the nodes today and that's just really one, one transit that we're dealing with in the astrology. So, um, but Spirit was showing me the other night when I couldn't sleep because my sleep schedule has been really all over the place lately. And I, I keep almost channeling while I'm trying to go to sleep. And I'm like, I should just get like a recorder and just start speaking into it while I can't sleep. And I'm getting all these messages. But um, they were showing me the sun and the moon and the stars as a grand symphony. Hmm this beautiful grand symphony with all of the instruments, you know, all of the sections, almost like uh, like Mozart or Chopin or Vivaldi, whomever. And I'm gonna talk about um, Joseph Bologna, who was the Chevalier de, um, the Chevalier um, de Saint, uh, Saint George in France. And he's not, he wasn't really that well known. But that movie was released on Hulu and it just totally confirmed what Spirit was showing me about the sun and the moon and the stars being this grand symphony. Hmm. So um, the, the universe or the force of the universe, the benevolence of the universe would almost be like the conductor of this grand symphony. Hmm. And then all of the sections would be these different transits, different planetary influences. Um, and so when we're talking about this particular transit, it's almost like a cadenza, it's like a solo, you know, or it's like, you know, where the, the universe is like trying to guide you, like to look at this one thing, to hear this one solo or this one section of the symphony to say, hey, look over here. And I don't know, when there's a giant crescendo, maybe that's a big solar eclipse or a comet coming in. And, um, and when there's sort of like a lull and it's quiet, that's maybe where the skies are quiet, you know? But I feel like 
astrology is so important as a divine science and a divine language, particularly at this time, because we are in this giant crescendo. And it's like the divine, you could call it God, the universe is like, just like this, you know, like, it's like, it's all amping up, it's all rubbing up. So I kind of wanted to start with that visual for everybody of this, just the channeled kind of message that I received. Um, so that when we're talking about this nodal axis and what that means, that it's not the only thing that's happening. So I wanted to kind of start with that. So it's pretty interesting when you're talking about the symphony ideology, because um, I feel like that's the the metaphor even for like us like we are like our own symphony so it's cool that the channeling that you ended up getting was almost like the the galactic symphony almost mm -hmm. where it's like all playing the same part in this music mm -hmm. and we're the individual like notes or something that are being affected by the entire symphony yeah I the planets within yeah it's awesome that's so cool <laughs> I love that. Actually, there is an astrologer. I'm going to give some shout outs too. Um, there is an astrologer that used to live in Sedona. I think he's done RV life now, um, but his name is Joseph P. Anthony and his website is called the planets within it's planetswithin.com. So it's so interesting that you, you brought it back to self that, you know, that as above, so below, cause you are a Gemini. So leave it to a Gemini to point that out, which I love. <laughs> That's so, that's so amazing. So um, where shall we begin here? I feel like maybe we'll begin with more of the personal stuff. So I, I, like you were bringing up the personal thing, you know, the um, because Aries is so personal, we're dealing with a personal planet in the North Node now. So maybe we'll start with like the person, the personal, how it's going to affect us personally, how we can harness this energy to benefit our lives. Um, and to grow our lives. And then we maybe can talk about how it's going to affect us globally. Cause I think that that's a huge, huge thing. Cause I, you know, I titled this like the global nodal flip. Um, so how it's going to affect us globally, maybe some things that we may be, um, seeing happen. And then I also wanted to have like a fun part where we talk about like some of the trends that were happening the last time that the nodes were in Aries North node, Libra South node, which was um, from December of 2004 until June of 2006. So really all of 2005 and half of 2006 was the last time we had Aries North node. And like, I don't know, just so like for fun, like what some of the trends were and maybe to see if any of those start repeating, like because astrology is cycles, it's cyclical, right? So I thought that would be fun. And um, yeah, if there's anything else that you want to add to that, that's cool. But I'm really excited to know what you feel about this personally, like for all of us, what channelings you're getting as well as what I'm getting. So yeah. So I think the first thing that's interesting is yesterday I was at work. I work at a um, metaphysical store and um, it has like crystals and stuff. And the girls and I were talking at the retail and I was talking to a colleague that's a astrologer and um, one other psychic who's familiar with astrology as well. So we were all talking. We're like, oh, what is this day? Because yesterday she actually... Uh, when Elizabeth called me earlier, she said that, oh, yesterday the astrology was wonky. And I'm like, yeah, I, I witnessed that in the store. It was really weird. But we were talking about the collective, basically, where 
what is our experience right now with the nodal transitions? And I noticed that a lot of us at work have Taurus, Scorpio, Aries, or Libra immediately in our charts. So we were all in a circle. There were six of us, you know, the two that were the psychics, myself, and then a couple other ladies. And basically we were talking about how this affects us on the whole. So we're all different age groupings. I am sitting at a 28 year old. Um, the other girls that were in retail were in their early 20s. And then my colleagues were in their 30s and 40s. So we are all in different time frames. We're all in different age groups. We're all female. And we're all experiencing very interesting components to what the astrology is showing us. So with the Taurus energy, the girls that have Taurus in their immediate charts, whether it's the rising moon or uh, sun, they're experiencing a lot of stuck like they're in a box or like they feel like they're not moving and they're feeling like they're like waiting for that next thing and a lot of their next things that line up are after october which just so happens to be october 28th when we have our eclipse in taurus so they're experiencing that like stuckness and i feel like a lot of people are like oh i feel stuck i feel like my finances aren't coming in i feel like there's a you know there's with our um, financial and our government and things like that. So I'm like, well, the analogy is in reality, we are all experiencing it on the different layers and levels in the same capacity yes. with that Taurus analogy. So then I was like, cool. So let's think about the Scorpio, right? Because that's the Taurus and Scorpio that we're finalizing in the next couple of weeks. The Scorpio. Scorpio energy is hitting us all by purifying our relationships, not only with ourselves, but with our family and our friends and our partners. A lot of the girls that had Scorpio in their immediate chart are dealing with relationship issues where they're letting go of a partner or they're moving into a new stage of their self love so that they can attract a new partner. So I thought that that was kind of interesting too, is that like in the Scorpio energy, relationships and the Taurus energy it's the finances and like the stability which is what they represent I am a Gemini with Libra rising I was talking to my colleague that's the astrologist and she is a Libra and she has Gemini moon so it was kind of interesting because the relationship we were having about this yeah. new energy coming in you're like flipped yeah. <laughs> the two of you are flipped so the new energy that's coming in with like the Libra was about this weird sense of self, but it wasn't the self like, it wasn't like the self that Aries embodies, you know, where Aries is like this, um, the ego and the, the interpersonal and the individual. It was more like the self of like your parts of you that are in a span of multiple worlds like it's almost like the multiverse and that's been a common thing that's been coming up in movies media conversations people are now getting into this idea of the multi-self so i've been experiencing like i did my aura photo for those of you that don't know what an aura photo is it's a biofeedback machine that analyzes your electricity and it shows you your color of your aura inside and around you my auric field was haywire yesterday. It didn't even settle. It didn't settle on one color at all. And I was telling this to my astrology um, colleague. And we kind of talk about astrology in every aspect where, you know, Geminis usually, they don't settle very well on the aura photography. Sagittarius doesn't settle I very well on the aura. I definitely yeah. don't. Yeah. 
but and they're, sad. but the yeah. Leos and Tauruses, they seem to settle really fast on the machine for some reason. So we were just talking about how it felt like we're interconnected with our multiple selves. And Elizabeth and I talk about this all the time where it's like, sometimes I feel like I get glimpses of myself past, present, future, or like another version of me is like at the same point that I am and we're like mirroring each other. So I think that's gonna be the analogy for the collective is that we are gonna be mirroring ourselves almost from like mirroring other people, it'll amplify the mirror of ourselves. Interesting. That's kind of what I feel is like the biggest thing that people are going to witness is like, oh, I see myself in that. Oh, I see myself in that. But they're two different characters. Why do I relate to both of them? Well, well, that's the me and the we of Aries and Libra. It's like a me and a we. Exactly. That's going to be really interesting. And I think I love what you were talking about with like Scorpio being at the South Node. Because, I mean, for me personally, the last year and a half just to go into Taurus Scorpio has been about recognizing, like, following an organic path of, like, what's natural, what is uh, slow and steady, what's wholesome. Like, for me, it was about releasing, like, the need for edginess Mm -hmm. because Scorpio is so edgy. Scorpio wants the edge, wants to be edgy. So also, I just want to mention that when we're talking about these archetypes and like if you have a Scorpio sun or what, it's not like uh, singling you out at all. This is like archetypal. And because Kiara and I, we, we do a lot of shadow work. And so we're gonna talk about the light side and the shadow side because with each archetype and with each planet and with each sign, there's the light side and the shadow side. So um, it, and it, it always translates to relationships because a lot of us, you know, that's where we're, our, our predominant um, way of learning is through the mirror of relationships. And so for me personally, like I was experiencing a lot of um, really seeing where, um, where the kind of, um, I don't know, like toxic energy was in my life because that's also scorpionic it can be where you know because the dispositor of the south node the the mood of that south node in scorpio was pluto and that's hades that's the underworld and some will say that this is the underworld that it's actually like right here or that it's in the lower 4d even you know so like working with that energy on the south node has been about really like releasing attachment because Scorpio Pluto wants to attach, Mm -hmm. you know, and it learns how to detach. That's like one of the main lessons of Pluto. So, and the South node is sort of learning to detach. So we're going to talk about what that means in Libra. And then with the North node in Taurus that is, is completing like right now, like as we're filming this, um, the slow and steady growth, the value of things, self-worth, you know, and growing things one step at a time, slowly but surely, looking at the beauty of things, the natural beauty of things, that's um, Venus ruled, right? Mm-hmm. So it's uh, Venusian, the North Node was very Venusian, and so it was very feminine. And now, today, we're starting this new cycle of a North Node that's Mars-like. The Mm -hmm. dispositor of this north node, the mood, the lord of the north node is now Mars. 
So we're moving from, and that's where I think you were talking about the primal sense of the I am is moving into this Mars-like energy, this Martian energy. And this is going to be a time of calling in our inner warrior. So one of the things that I, I've been writing like a freak, like for the last week, where do you need to go to battle for yourself right now? So over the next 18 months, where do you want to go to battle for yourself? And it's, I'm gonna, I wanna bring it back to Pluto and Aquarius um, and how this, this nodal axis is setting us up for a very, um, a very big 20 year transit of Pluto and Aquarius. So when I was saying this is divine orchestration in the beginning, this is the divine orchestrating all of this. It's like, it's all there is this masterpiece of a symphony so that we can work with these energies. So we're going to have to work with Pluto and Aquarius. So it's like starting off with like, okay, let's see where we can go to battle for ourselves right now because mm -hmm. Aries is primal and Mars is about survival. And um, it's also, I want to, I'm so excited to have you here because you talk about Claire's a lot, the Claire's, the Claire sentience, clairvoyance, Claire audience, Claire alliance, all the Claire's. But Aries is not about the Claire's. Aries is about instinct. And so um, I think that we've, in the spiritual community especially, the focus is always about the Claire's. And that's beautiful, you know, because we want to develop those, you know, because we are these multidimensional beings. Um, but what is the gut instinct? What is animalistic that is within us? what are where are street smarts i remember growing up we didn't really talk about intuition because our society and our consciousness has been evolving hopefully mm -hmm. we talked about instinct so who has oh that person has such sharp instinct they've got keen instinct their their gut is like you know it's it's smart it's the street smarts um so there's gonna be this energy of like um maybe returning to some of that and it's, it's going to be hard for people who maybe don't have good, good instincts. This is a time where, because um, I want to talk about the light and the shadow, where people can be making some seriously shitty mistakes. Yeah. So in the tarot, it's like the fool. So this is going to be where in the next 18 months, yes, it's to pay attention to your instincts because Mars and Aries want to take action. They want to, it's primal, it's masculine, it's bold, it has the capability to be the emperor and be the leader and it also has the capability to not have very good instincts and jump off the cliff and destroy itself you know so it's going to be like working with that and it is very headstrong aries rules the head and blood so there's that whole aspect that we'll talk about um but that's just like the aries north node so it's like um i i wrote down that you also don't have to go at it alone. So it's not, it is gonna be about more self-sufficiency, not relying on entitlements. Mm -hmm. um, I was thinking about like, you know, entitlements as far as what the government, what society can give to you. I was even thinking for some people like around, I don't know, just sitting pretty on their inheritances or whatever, you know? Um, but so when the warrior is out on the battlefield, 
they have an army with them. They have their troops with them. They have their brotherhood, their sisterhood with them. And this is all metaphorical, but it's also very real because we're also going to talk about the global stuff with wars. Um, so you don't have to go at it alone. Um, I wrote down good defense, smart offense, masculine leadership and power. So even for the feminines, you know, I think with the Taurus North node, it was very feminine, very soft. So we're going to take that with us. It's not like we're just leaving it all behind. We're going to take that with us. But now we get to move into our masculine power, which is beautiful, but also can be scary because what does that look like? Um, so also, yes, I was talking about the instinct and it's also it's where that becomes more inclusive because the clairs can be very feminine. You know, it's the feminine principle of being psychic and intuitive and empathic, whereas that primal instinct is more masculine. And uh, it's, so I think it's being, it's integrating that and making space for that. Um, yeah. See when the node officially changes, which is on the 29th of July. So I think that that's true node versus mean node. Okay. So I'm not sure which one it is today, but today is actually the day. It's an hour after the new moon. So some people will go by true node and some people will go by mean node. Um, so I think depending on how you're looking at it is how that plays out. Oh, um, no, yeah, is when it's in that, um, in that final stage of itself at the 29 degree level. Cool. Yeah. So, um, so do, do, do. Okay. So I had written down July 17th, which is today through January 11th of 2025. And, um, yeah, so I don't know how you feel about this um, Aries energy, because I, 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 I made note that there's the Emperor, right? We associate him with Aries. There's the Fool, but that's also Plutonic. That's also a card of Pluto, which is so interesting. But it's still Aries, because it's April Fools. And then I also wrote down the Queen of Wands, one of my favorite queens. Wow, this is pretty like fascinating because it's like i didn't realize that it was literally today or tomorrow that's oh, crazy yeah <laughs> well you know me i'm not much of a planner in advance i'm like a very in the moment kind of person with these things and then sometimes i'm late um i'll get the messages beforehand but i'm not i i don't generally like do these things in advance i like to be i like to be in the energy you know um so queen of wands as well I was gonna say this is fascinating because um this is Aries right here the power that it is like especially with you and I with like how this is being played we are closing out our south and north node right now literally like today um it's interesting that we're in two meridian lines that are opposite of each other I'm sitting in um, an Arizona location that is sitting close to a 33rd degree yes and sedona supposedly is sitting on the 34th degree really yes. 33 degree. you know what's so interesting is that i never knew that and you know tova yeah um and she's very into like she's a decoder she's not on instagram which is such a shame because man i would bring her on too but 
she told me about that just two weeks ago. And I was like, whoa. So we're dealing with the 33, 33rd parallel and then Sedona's up on the 34th. Like that is mind blowing. And the interesting reason I'm bringing this in is because supposedly according to how the planet shifts, um, we have our natural north and south that's on our compass. But um, this year, they actually, and you can look this up. I'm not saying it as like a conspiracy. You can go look it up yourself. But what's funny is they said that the inner core of Earth has slowed down. Yes. So we're ready to switch yes. nodes so that our north and our south are different physically, not just uh, astrologically, which is fascinating. And on top of that, I on a map yesterday with the girls on um, the Spirit of Sedona magazine and in the Spirit of Sedona magazine it shows you the parallels of the meridian lines that meet up in the world and the locations that meet up with Sedona are Mount Shasta, Tulum, and Egypt which go like this. So it's interesting because it's almost like there's an activation happening not only on the consciousness level, but the physical level, the emotional level, and we're seeing it even in our mental levels as people. So the spirit, mind, body, and physical, uh, well, I already said physical, but it's like all four of the locations of ourself are being activated by these nodal transits. And even looking at what's happening right now today on like the astrology, there's interesting energy that shows up with who we are as people with this Aries activation, which is kind of funny that you and I are chatting about it because I feel like what's happening is we're looking at that new perspective of aries this archetype of aries that you've been mentioning is about war and being seen and being heard it's the chant it's a call it's a masculine it's us stepping into like hey let's show up let's actually say hello to each other let's physically talk about what we're feeling or witnessing and on another level that's going to be portrayed in our world state with everybody connecting with each other because we're going to witness uh the u.s transiting out of its um out of its its essence as a as a country right. uh, the foundation of the u.s was established in a cancerian energy so and we're it, having our pluto return and it's the pluto return all coming together at once so we're going to see squares that are hitting everything right now because the U.S. was founded on a Cancer energy. And if you don't know, Cancer, Capricorn, Aries, and Libra are all the cardinal signs. So we're going to see some cardinal transitions. That means big plays being made, not only for uh, the U.S., but for the globe stage. So what's interesting as well is I just found out that the president that is, is attempting to get into office that's going out and campaigning right now is Kennedy Jr. right now. And the last time we we saw something crazy happening with the Kennedys was years and years ago. So it's almost like we're paralleling this new transit even with the the elites as well because they're bringing to stage somebody that has been hidden for many years. He's not been playing out in the open for very much. So it's kind of interesting as well. What do you think about that? Um yeah, I mean, I have mixed feelings because I really like him and I like all the work that he's done with the children's health defense because he's been really vocal. And I think that um, 2020 kind of brought him out more front and center. But I feel like he's been speaking out about these things for a long time. But now he's like, like you were saying, that cardinal energy. And I, I know that Robert Phoenix um, 
I have to give a shout out to Robert Phoenix because I want to mention some of the things that he said about this nodal flip. Um, Robert Phoenix of the 11th house, amazing astrologer. I, he did his chart and, and I'm, I'm not really remembering, maybe you could pull it up real fast to see like um, what his placement was. Um, I don't really have an opinion about it either way. I, I like him, you know, I like what he stands for. Um, but I'm just, I, I don't know. I'm just so not feeling any of the politics right now at all, uh, at all, like in any way, shape or form, but I'm, I'm very aware of what's going on um, on the global stage stage being staged staged uh and what's happening there and how i think it's interesting because it is they're trying to bring back some old timeline so i did get that message like it's like trying to bring back some old timeline um but i you know it's gonna have to play out because i don't really <clears throat> i don't really know see they don't even want me to talk about it is um is it robert f kennedy jr that was his name is <clears throat> Yes. Like, well, this, this is, I'm not going to go into the politics because we don't, we're not uh, political, yeah. but I want to make a note of this. Yeah. So he's a Capricorn. I thought so. And his moon is in Cancer. There you go. Yeah. So what did I say about the squares? Yes. I think this is going to be a fascinating transition for us in all levels. And we're talking about in our, in our, U.S. level in our um, global state, excuse me, level, and also in, in our um, the spiritual consciousness of this is all out where pe people are witnessing like self discoveries. You're learning more about yourself. You're learning more about your potential. You're learning like exactly what Elizabeth said about your. In I think that our instincts, our actual physical health our like fitness, our strength is going to be very important in the next coming of years. That's why it's so weird. Like just this year, I've been feeling called, like, I got to go to the gym. I got to go to the gym. I got to get strong. I got to do weight training. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, I like to be fit, but not on this level, but subconsciously my body, we got to be fit. We got to be able to eat good shit. We got to get all of our proteins in, in level. We got to get our feminine hormones in level. So I think that's the analogy for you guys as well, for everybody, is that we're getting ready for um, the self-power in the physical physical form, where I feel like for the past couple of years since 2020, I think that it was more of um, getting strong in your emotional level because we were witnessing like a lot of divorces, a lot of, uh, you know, you see yourself in a, in a closed space with somebody else, you're witnessing you in a whole nother level because you could just go outside. Well, we weren't able to go outside for a period of time. So I think from, from then until now, until right now, we were witnessing and building our emotional levels. Like I got to get strong emotionally. I got to purge all my toxic past. I got to let go of all these people that don't work anymore. And now starting today, it's going to be about cool. We worked through some of the emotions. Maybe there's some things we need to still figure out, but it's going to be all about physical health. Oh, am I eating well? Oh, am I fit? Oh, can I protect myself? Oh, can I pull my weight? That kind of thing. Well, well, it's interesting that you mentioned that because I don't know. I have to say, I mean, I know how Taurus can be. It's Venusian. It loves food. It loves comfort, the finer things in life, luxury, you know, all those, all those things. Um, and, and, but I've been talking about this for a year and a half. Yeah. So I've been telling people, get out and exercise. What are you doing? 
put down the bottle, stop getting drunk every weekend, stop partying every weekend. That's South Node Scorpio wanting to have that edge, wanting to be edgy, wanting to go out to the clubs, to the bars, to all of that. And that's stuff that you and I, as friends, move through together, was letting go of a lot of that toxicity. Um, and, and, you know, but so I, I see what you're saying. And I, I hope so. I hope that you're right about that. But I feel like people should have been asking themselves that over the last year and a half, because Taurus is about value and it's about natural organic things. So it's still about when you think of Taurus, it's the land. So it does govern agriculture and Uranus. We had North node Uranus, Uranus and Taurus with the North node. So that, I don't know. I feel like that's a thing that, and fine, if you weren't there because it was more emotional for, and when I say you, I mean the proverbial you, then that's great. But I think, um, so in a way it's, this is where it's not cookie cutter. It's not one size fits all for everybody. Um, And I hope that's true because I have seen a lot of people um, in my own life who, I don't know, they they were in that South Node Scorpio and they were, they weren't really um, taking advantage and utilizing the energy of Taurus uh, in a positive and healthy way. So maybe now this is where it's actually do or die. Yeah. Because if you weren't there during Taurus Scorpio, actually sort of working on that physicality, because Taurus is an earth sign, so it's still physical. If you weren't doing that, then you're going to do it now. And it's funny that you mentioned the strength because my Mars line runs right through Southern California. And every time I go to Southern California, it's like I could run a marathon. So those of you who are familiar with astrocartography, it's where it's more than like your natal chart. It's where you can look at what planets and what lines of the planets are running through your uh, specific chart. So when I go to LA, I'm like, I'm Martian. I'm Mars-like in LA. So I'm very much in my masculinity when I'm in LA in Southern California, um, where it's, it's actually hard for me to stay there. That's why I've never lived there long-term. Uh, I had to kind of come a little bit more east to Sedona to um, to be able to you know work with my feminine energy and have balance. Um, so yes, with physical strength, it'll be interesting to see because maybe that's something that like um, in my personal life that I'll look at more is like, all right, well maybe I need to do start doing some strength training. You know, I have a very physical job. Uh, my life is very physical. So you know, with uh, with fitness and things like that. Um, but the diet being very important because we're going to need that strength because, um, Mars is about survival and this is Aries energy. Um, the other thing that I think you briefly mentioned this is around. So when we're talking about like the elites, um, those in power, Uh, This is also where with bloodlines, because I think Aries goes back to its root chakra, its base chakra, its bloodlines. So this is where there's like almost like this greater sense of entitlement through the bloodlines to be justified because we have to talk about that Libra South node more too, because you mentioned it in the beginning and it was so on point. These bloodlines feeling very entitled and justified in whatever agenda they have. And that's gonna, so it's like, as we get stronger, where do we need to go to battle for ourselves right now? Where do we need to step into our power, leadership, 
divine action, right action, they're going to be doing the same. So that's why this is global. They're going to be doing the same. So um, that's interesting, right? And then with the South Node, just some of the Libra South Node qualities, it's almost where um, I wanted to pull out the Two of Swords because it's a card of Moon in Libra, Two of Swords, Moon in Libra, and these are the nodes, right? So it's where this, I was talking about instinct. It's a time where it's like weighing out the options, sitting there in a place of, I don't know, I'm not sure. I haven't logically deduced if this is right, if this is going to yield good results, if this is right, I have to weigh it all out. I'm waiting to figure this out where that can become analysis paralysis and a blockage that's out the window and that's why the instincts are so important so that's something i like i want to really feel into more or instinctually look into more like what are our instincts versus what are our clairs what is the difference between instinct and intuition and all of that and i mean we could answer that because like it's not that difficult of a subject but how that's going to play out and this libra south node it's like a lot of people i think are going to be globally like like we're already seeing it with you know forget about the consequences i'm doing this thing yeah. and it's where there can be like legal ramifications to some of these things and that's why i brought up the fool it's like we still have to be smart that's the emperor he's he's got the wisdom that's why he holds the ankh because he actually has divine wisdom and knowledge so his instinctual decisions and actions that he takes they're they're going to yield good results they're going to be positive for the kingdom for the collective um whereas you know it's not going to be like that with everyone so i think a lot of people are gonna like we're gonna see a whole spectrum of how this plays out because i feel like this is the big one because after that it's going to be we're going to have a pisces north node so I feel like this is the big one. It's a culmination of an 18 year, an 18 and a half year lunar cycle, lunar nodal cycle. It's, it's big, it's powerful. That's why we're doing this. It's uh, fascinating for us to experience this transition too, because um, we're going from different mindsets. Uh, there was something funny I saw. I don't know if it was an Instagram post. I'm paraphrasing. It's so funny. They were talking about the Kardashians. I don't have a problem with them, whatever, but it's a funny. So they're saying like, oh, you know, the Kardashians in order for them to get seen, to get big, it had to do with like Kim Kardashian and her sex tape. And then they were all about image and beauty. And then with Kylie and her makeup and all that, it was all about that Taurian, like physical, that kind of energy that's very Venus. And like, we were talking about the feminine, right? So in order to get seen, to get big, to get known, you had to look good on the outside. You had to show this weird like aggressive feminine within now it's like oh you know who's healthy who's cooking good food that actually nourishes the body we're finding out more and more that the food we eat is not good for us and it's on a big stage it's not a conspiracy anymore it's actually being studied and and expressed in the media we're looking at oh who's really fit or who got liposuction we're looking at 
oh, do you love your body or do you love uh, your inside as well? Do they match or are you just pretty on the outside and there's nothing inside? We're seeing these very physical, very self-evaluating moments that are popping up in media. There's a strike that's been going on recently that had to do with um, the, you know, Hollywood Hollywood people, which is very on the stage right now for them, which I think is very fascinating because the analogy is what do they have to gain? What do they have to learn? What's on the self level? Um, these are people that are on movie sets. These are people that we see. In so what are they learning? What are we learning by watching their playthrough? And then we're going to see it kind of trickle into different areas in our life, including the government, including the healthcare and everything else. It's like, it's just the beginning of this self stage. Who the heck are you? What are your values? What do you really embody? What have you really done? What are you willing to set on the stage for everybody to see? Um, we follow this really amazing uh, astrologer and uh, just a very passionate guy, but Leo King, and he's been talking a lot about what he's experiencing on his stage and his level where he feels like he wants to be supported by people who genuinely get what he's saying. So we're all experiencing that together. Like, do you value me, what I'm really saying and who I am on the inside? Or do you just like my pretty hair? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so true, Fiora, so true. And you, and this is a perfect segue. So what's so interesting about this North Node in Aries that we'll have for the next 18 months is that Chiron is still in Aries. So as someone who lives with a Chiron in Aries, natally speaking, um, and because the nodes uh, move backwards, so we're not starting out with zero degree Aries North, Aries North node, we're starting out 29 degree. And Chiron is at, I don't know, 19 degrees, 20 degrees right now, somewhere around there. So we're gonna have this north node chiron energy so this isn't just aries north node mars be confident own yourself all these amazing things but this is going to be with chiron and when you were talking about the leo king you know he's been my astrology teacher for a year and a half now and i'm like really in it you know i mean i'm i'm like um i'm a part of the community you know i get uh, so much knowledge and wisdom, wisdom from this man. He's so amazing. But this is what's interesting. So I had some downloads about this too. So Chiron is that wounded healer, the wounded warrior. Chiron represents our deepest wounding and triggers. And speaking of the Leo King, it almost made me feel bad, but he kept talking about, he kept talking about Chiron being the hunchback of Notre Dame. And what's so interesting is I watched this amazing Hulu movie the other uh, last night with a friend and it was uh, and then I noticed that they just released a movie about the hunchback of Notre Dame on Hulu and I was like you just can't make this shit up. So I had a download. Okay. So we're going to have to um we're going to have to be able to put ourselves out there in spite of our imperfections, our flaws. So this is going to be the big challenge and the big glow up, I feel, because courage doesn't mean an absence of fear. It means that you're taking action, you're doing the thing in spite of the fear. You know, uh, 
like, so it's not that people who have courage don't have fear. It's not that the men who are out there in battle, the ones that win, you know, the, um, the purple heart or whatever that the knights, right? When you think of the knights, um, that they didn't have fear. So this is where we're, we're being called and asked by the divine director here, by the universe, to step into our I am more fully uh, without, you know, but understanding that, yes, we're imperfect and we have these flaws and like we have doubts, we have insecurities, we don't always believe in ourselves. Um, and, and, and Aries is personal the personal planet. So it's like also identifying identity, identifying what your unique abilities are that it, because we're going to be working with Pluto and Aquarius, we're on the negative side of that. It can be, you're just a lemming. You're just following the crowd. You just want to, you know, it's like uh, the peer pressure of the collective to, Mm -hmm. to be a certain thing. Um, but it's like honoring your unique abilities and that with Chiron, we, we learn that that's our, our superpower comes through our wounding, our traumas, that that's what's there to shape us, to allow us to be like the superhero in our own life. So with Libra, it's about like sort of releasing this need to be this people pleaser, like you said stay in relationships where we're just yes men, not asserting ourselves and saying, you know what, I don't agree to this partnership anymore or the terms and conditions in which this partnership has been, you know, has been under for the last however many years, whether it's in work or family or business, I don't agree to these partnerships anymore. And we can either rewrite these agreements or contracts or we can be done with it. So it's going to be really interesting to see how that all plays out. But I think with Chiron being there, it's it's where like we're going to be facing uh, because Chiron has that um, irregular orbit and its transit through Aries is the longest of all of the signs. So this whole lunar nodal cycle with uh, North Node Aries, Chiron's right there. It's just going to be like, hi. <laughs> know I'm here so that's interesting and I didn't realize that until recently I was like oh shit that's like a thing and guess what too uh according to the degree theory it's 19 degrees Chiron uh 19 is Libra degree (laughs) oh interesting and that's also the sun's exaltation the sun is exalted at 19 degrees so that's that we're starting this out with a 19 degree Chiron, 29 degree North node. That's a 10 degree orb. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. So, um, yeah. So, and it's also where, you know, you were talking about the ego in the beginning of this and Mars is like, what do you mean? I am perfect. I'm Mars. I'm perfect. You know, I, I was thinking about the story of Mars and Venus. So we have a North node dispositor of Mars and now Libra is ruled by Venus. So this is Mars and Venus, right? Mm -hmm. And Venus is there at the South node. So I think it's also some of the distortion around the feminine. Yes. Um, And also how Mars and Venus were a couple, right? And their children were the Cupids 
-hmm. But did you know that Venus's husband was Vulcan? And Vulcan has a similarity to Chiron because Vulcan was lame. Um, when you think of Volcano, he was like, um, he, he worked with fire and metals mm -hmm. and he was a master craftsman, but he was ugly. He wasn't attractive. He wasn't an attractive partner for Venus, you know, Aphrodite beauty. Uh, so she cheated on Vulcan, her husband with Mars and Vulcan didn't leave her. He stayed with her. Who's going to leave Venus? You know, who's going to leave Aphrodite? No one. So he stayed with her. And I'm kind of likening Vulcan to Chiron. But instead of it being Vulcan or Chiron that's dealing with the imperfection, it's Mars that has to deal with his own imperfection, flaws, insecurities, self-doubt, which is super weird. So that was another download that I got about all of this was like, this is going to be really interesting, especially if you're an Aries out there. If, if you're an Aries sun or ascendant, like this is going to be so transformative for you guys and gals in such an amazing way. I think we're going to see this huge influx of Aries people over the next 18 months, like stepping up so hardcore. And then Libra, Sun, and Ascendant, I think it's going to be a revolution around the shadow self and the ego um, for Libra, Sun, and Ascendant. And I know a lot of Libras don't want to talk about their egos. That's a thing for a lot of Libras. And you and I have talked about this a lot with a lot of Libras that we know. Like, yeah, you have an ego. And uh, no hate. I have uh, Venus and Pluto in Libra. So I have... You know, I have a lot of, and, and I, there's one other asteroid. So I've got my, and we all have this, like Kiara said in the beginning, we all have all of the planets within. So that's, that was just something that was interesting. Like, I feel it's stepping up and stepping out in our imperfections with all of our own wounding and whatever it is, but so working on it, um, but still taking charge and, ownership and leadership in our own lives for, again, for self-sufficiency. Um, you were talking about codependency. Yeah. So it's kind of fascinating with like seeing these themes kind of play out because even in our own relationships right now, I'm sure as you guys that are watching and those that are not even watching yet, but will watch in the future, you're going to these relationships come to a purification and that'll be within you and within the, them as well so it you know there was this thing where it seems like these these experience experiences that we're getting are so um abrupt or they're so they're so potent they're so loud like mars that aggression it's loud and vibrant but it's it's a catalyst. it's for you to witness mars is the planet a catalyst so it's to push you towards what really serves you and what really is you even if it feels uncomfortable or it's it feels painful it's it's not to destroy you we were talking about the shadow and the light it's to make you a stronger person there's a lot of people with aries and libra that have gone through these uh, massive things in their charts especially if it's in those placements rising sun or moon 
I've seen all these people been going through some intense self pain because they're like, why is this happening to me? Why do I get hit so hard? Well, it's to show you the parts of yourself that are the strongest. And I think that seeing those weaknesses and strengths as if they're mirrors to each other will help push you towards the next stage. Amen. That's beautiful, Kiara. That's really beautiful. Yeah, it's going to be, I think it's going to be wonderful. And I think, again, I was talking about the divine orchestrating all of this because this is like, also we have, uh, this is like the year of retrogrades for the collective, like the most retrogrades that, that we've really ever seen in our, like in our lifetimes, because we have Venus that's going to go retrograde on the 22nd. Chiron goes retrograde the day before the day after we have Saturn and Neptune in retrograde. Uh, sorry, we have, um, um, what is it? Uh, Pluto and Neptune in retrograde or Saturn, like everything except for Mars, which is so interesting that this year it's really going to be every planet except for Mars that will be retrograde. So like we can utilize this Mars energy as a, as such a powerful ally. And I feel, um, then in January, with Pluto ingressing back into Aquarius, it's where we get to be that powerful leader and force from within ourselves uh, during this 20 year transit of Pluto in Aquarius. And I think it's going to be really needed. You know, it's really going to be needed uh, for all of us. So, but also, um, I wanted to bring up the global scale, like, because. Aries can also be like I was talking about where it can be the elites, right? The people like in power, but then it also represents the soldier and like the common man. And that was something. So Robert Phoenix was talking about this is also it can be the time of the vigilante. And that's going to be a theme. And I mean, we're already seeing it play out um, in 2020 back in the summer we had Mars in Aries. So this is kind of like a culmination of that, like, or it's like, that was the catalyst where this is being, um, it's being like picked up again. The energy is like coming back again. So that was the summer of, um, of the, all of the protests around in America, because that was after George, George Floyd, remember? And that was Mars in Aries. And, um, and it was like, where there were just protests everywhere. And we're seeing that in France, like big time. And what's so interesting too, is that um, the last time that we had Pluto in Aquarius was the signing of the Declaration of Independence. And then the, it was like the Revolutionary War, right? But it was also the French Revolution. So that was also during the French Revolution. Um, so uh, like even just Pluto and Aquarius, I know everyone talks about the age of Aquarius and like that is where we're headed to like the new earth and all of that. Yes, we're going there, but it's still, it can be a very bloody time and it can be very violent as well. And Kiara and I don't, we're not just going to give you all the floof, <laughs> you know, we're going to talk about the real, real. And, um, and with this nodal, energy of Aries North node and Mars being the dispositor there. It's like, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens, how this plays out just over the next six months. It's and what, 
kind of pops off with that because Mars can be war and Libra can be peace. So it's the axis of war and peace. Mm -hmm. Sorry, uh, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but no, uh, the, the same thing I just thought of, I don't know why, but uh, you know that the Lady Liberty that's in New York, it was a gift from a French uh, artist. And the second, the sister to the Lady Liberty is in France. So I think it's interesting that we're seeing a lot of parallels throughout history with the France and US um, like astrology, because I think that they're interconnected as far as their parallels. I, I hope not. I'm saying this because we're not being fluffy. I hope this doesn't come to pass, but it is quite possible that we'll be seeing a revolution in both countries very soon. Yeah, so um, last night I watched this movie called Chevalier, Chevalier, and it was about Joseph Bologna, who was a biracial, he was um, the son of a white aristocrat from Paris who lived in Guadeloupe because they were colonizing, right? And this was like in the 1700s. He was born in 1745 and he died in 1799. And his father took him from Guadeloupe and moved him to Paris because he was sort of like a savant um, with music on the, um, particularly the violin. He was a violinist and his name was Joseph Bologna, but he became the Chevalier de Saint George mm. and he was knighted by Marie Antoinette. Mm. And he was sent to like an all boys school. And obviously he was the only melanated person there, the only man uh, of color. And he was, it was very Aries-like, um, interestingly enough, because he had to fight for himself. Even though he was beaten up by all the boys in the school, he was, he was so gifted. It was genius. And I, I highly recommend it to everyone. Again, it's just called Chevalier. And it was an amazing movie, but it was, it started off pre-revolution, so pre-French revolution. So it gives you all this history. And it's not a spoiler alert because it's literally the first scene. It's Amadeus Mozart is up on stage and he's, you know, he's in Paris, I believe. And he's playing for his, um, for all these people, all of the high class people. And, um, and then this man just gets up on the stage and he's, um, he's a melanated man and he doesn't even have a violin on him. And he sort of challenges Mozart to like a duel. So that's very, that's very Aries-like. This is dueling. And in some ways it can be healthy competition because that, you know, that can be that healthy competitive nature where you help me level up, I help you level up, you know? Um, but anyway, so, and this is in the 1700s. So he blows everybody away. He blows the whole audience away and him and Mozart are dueling on the violins. And then fucking Mozart walks off stage and he goes backstage. He goes, who the fuck was that? And you're just like, whoa. And it's the story of this man. And Marie Antoinette takes a liking to him. He becomes knighted. Um, it, it is a remarkable movie. And, uh, but it also shows you, you know, what was happening with Pluto and Aquarius uh, during this time of you said liberty, you brought up liberty. And that was one of the things that the common people 
It's the commoners versus the elites. Marie Antoinette, feed your people, feed them. And it was, and they're chanting, they're protesting, liberté, liberté, uh, fraternité, fraternité. And it, it, it was amazing. Highly recommend. Like you should watch it. Everybody who watches this or listens to us, like watch this movie. It's so relevant. And his father, again, he was, he was a Caucasian man of, of status and of money. And he saw the potential in his son. And I, I wrote down the quote. He dropped off his 10-year-old son, 8-year-old son, at this prestigious school. It's almost like a Juilliard for boys, you know, uh, in the 1800s. And um, uh, hi, Alex. And so it's so funny that you joined at this time, Alex, because um, I was just about to quote Chevalier's father. He looked at his son. And again, this is his illegitimate son. And he says, you must be excellent always. Do not give anyone any reason to tear you down. It's fucking Aries. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's crazy. Isn't that funny? Well, and it's cool because like uh, Alex, I don't, I don't know if I know Alex, but Alex's name is Aslan and uh, Aslan is a character from um, the Book of Narnia and the lion the, that's like the representation of God in the book. And it's so funny because I just feel like if you're if you're with people, especially if you're a, a teacher, a healer, a guide, if you're strong with yourself, it's like that that quote makes me feel like straight to my core because it's like oh i feel seen i feel valued i feel heard and it's this connection with like a higher self and also with like whoever is saying that to you that's like you know if that's your you said that it's their Ill illegitimate son yeah if you're saying that to your illegitimate son and you're saying something so so potent and powerful it's still this sense of like i i, I want to say godlike but it's like that that connection to the highest energy yeah like you were talking about the i am presence you mentioned that in the beginning and it is like a connection to that which is which isn't really even the self it's like everything yes it's yeah so so those were the main messages. The only other thing that I really wanted to bring up were some of the more ancillary aspects of this. That was sort of like what was transpiring during the original, uh, not the original, but the last transit where we had a North Node in Aries. Um, I don't know, it, you might even want to look up some of the trends because I'm just wondering if some of the fashion trends will come back because, you know, I am always interested in what's going on with the fashion trends. Um, but also, like some of the music, which I, this this is a very North Node Aries um, song, the one of the most popular songs of 2005. The last time the North Node was in Aries was Gwen Stefani, "Ain't No Holler Back Girl," which, which is like hilarious. You know what I mean? Because it's like I ain't no holler back girl. Like you know. So I don't know. I was on uh, last night. I couldn't sleep well. And so I went out and I watched, I was watching high vibe TV with Leo King's, um, whatever. And, um, and everybody, it was all these women. Cause you were bringing up the women. It was all these women in the chat, like, um, talking about just like, oh, I just broke up with someone and, 
you know, I'm just going to stay single. And it was like that energy of like very, it was like singlehood, you know, it was so interesting. But I think that we can have beautiful relationships during this time. And I feel that they're going to be more in alignment with our truth, where it's like, again, this energy of the lower octaves of Libra, people pleasing, wishy-washiness, wanting to keep the peace, not wanting to speak up because you don't want disharmony or discord, that's out the window. That's going to be out the window. And so I think we can have, we can actually, we have the potential to have some of the most aligned, long-term, beautiful partnerships that we've ever had during this time. So that's kind of cool. Um, and anyway, the other thing, uh, during the last transit um, of North Node Aries, one of the fashion trends were giant furry hats, which I thought was so funny because Aries rules the head. So everybody was wearing these like giant hats. Um, trucker hats, that's when we first saw people wearing trucker hats. A lot of graphic tees because we were in the Iraq war. So that was the Arab Spring. That was when Saddam Hussein was put on trial. That was when Bush was reelected and people were pissed. Um, that was during the France, there were a lot of protests in France during that time as well. Like it was like popping off in France. Um, and that was again in uh, 2005 into the middle of 2006. And everybody was like wearing their graphic tees. So it said like what they believed in. They were wearing the, remember those silicone bracelets? That sure. had that had the cause on them. So like I stand for breast cancer and I stand for so it was this identity thing. And it's interesting though, because like, you know, we we have that's why you and I don't really talk about politics in this realm because it's so it's all identity politics. So I wanted to bring that up because as far as like, you know, this whole um, movement towards using pronouns, towards like identity politics, all this stuff, like is that actually going to be amplified during this so that the pendulum can then kind of swing back to center because i'm kind of feeling that there may even be an amplific amplification around that during some of this i don't know because it's those i am statements so on the lower octave of aries it's like let's not get so tied up in our ego and our this identity in this 3d matrix crap that we lose the bigger picture you know so i'm kind of interested to see how that plays out um yeah and everyone was wearing cargo pants skinny jeans came out uggs came out so i feel like that was the feminine kind of rebelling to be like screw you i'm wearing uggs all day because they're comfortable and i'm tired of wearing five you know five inch heels on platforms because i want to be comfortable and i'm gonna wear uggs it was like a big, big you know so I thought that was really funny that Uggs came out during that time. <laughs> Big furry hats. Yeah. The fashion that um, my sister's generation is wearing, they're all 16, is like those crop tops. And that was pretty big in 2005. So I think it's kind of funny because the jeans are coming back where it's the low ride jeans and the, the crop. Y2K. Yeah. I think oh, that's funny. <laughs> big, big thing. So social media. This is so interesting because in the last time Aries was in the North Node, everybody was on MySpace. MySpace was lit. 
And what was different about MySpace, so Facebook was just beginning to be a thing. It wasn't fully rolled out yet. Um, and MySpace was where everybody was going. And MySpace was so different because you could create your own page. You could do color scheme. Like we were all doing HTML and none of us were even coders. So it was very individual, you know, it was very like, and all the bands were on there and it was just such a different feel. Um, so we were getting that MySpace energy. We didn't have smartphones yet. So we were doing like AIM, you know, AOL Instant Messenger, chat rooms, all of that thing. But I, I thought it was really funny when I was like, oh my God, that was MySpace. And that was like, it was so different. It wasn't about likes. It wasn't about, Interesting though, because Libra at the South node on MySpace, it was about your friend count. And MySpace had a feature where you could put your top 10 friends. And so if people, cause it was more about on MySpace, you would go to that person's page and you would kind of post on their page. It wasn't a news feed of like all of your stuff you would put your own music on there so you could pick a song and that was like your theme song. So you had a theme song that would represent like maybe like your emotions that day or that week or what you were feeling. And then you could pick your top 10 friends. So that's the Libra self note. These are my friends. These are my top 10 friends. And it was more about the friend count, but it was also about the individuality of your page. Like I could go to your page and it would have it would actually have like interactive movement. You could have so, like the astrology wheel turning. It was like graphic. It was in 3D almost. It was so interesting. Um, and the MySpace like just uh, changed. It, it was really a shift. So that was like, I think then my, uh, Facebook would have gotten big during a Pisces North node where it's all fucking smoke and mirrors and illusion. I think that we're going to see that stuff come back because I think so too. there's a lot of people in development of um, community based stuff rather than like how many likes you have. It's more like who is in your circle, who serves you, um, who do you really trust? Like you said, with MySpace, where you had your top fr 10 friends, it's going to be like, I think that's going to be a vital message to everybody watching is that you need to find people that you can trust in all aspects of your reality together. Maybe it's through trade. Maybe it's through working together. Maybe it's through, um, you know, having a community, but that's going to be a big theme during this North node transit. So until 2025, where whatever the heck happens after then, because we're going to be going into Pisces, um, it'll be interesting to see what we, 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 what we do in the next 18 months. <laughs> yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, I have, I have an Aries stellium in my chart, um, Jupiter, Chiron, and asteroid Lilith, and we all have Eris. So that's the other interesting thing. All of us have Eris in Aries. So she's going to be activated through this North node now that I think about it. And Eris is like the dwarf planet that sits next to Pl near Pluto. <laughs> um, and she, you know, and she's the scorned woman. She was the uninvited guest. It's almost like her invitation to the dinner party was rescinded. So she's even gnarlier than Lilith and most people don't really talk about her um, so now that I'm thinking about it Eris is gonna 
Oh wait, is she still in Aries? She's I mean, still in Aries, right? Check. Uh, yeah, she's still in Aries. So that now that I'm thinking about it, that's going to be a thing. North Node is going to hit Aries, and so this is going to be dealing with a lot of that energy as well. I might have to check on it. So it's yeah. like a feminine power through mask through the masculine, like or through the feminine's own masculine is maybe I don't know. We're gonna have to think about that. I don't know if you can hear me, but you're freezing. So we'll wait and see if oh there good we can get you back on. Um, you know we had a did you have an internet outage down there yesterday? Um, I was at work yesterday. I didn't come down oh, till right. late, but we had an outage at the store. Yeah. Cause we had an outage pretty much all day here. And then actually yeah. when I was, uh, on high vibe TV, like late last night, there was uh, a gal who was in cave Creek and she said that her internet was out most of the day too. So it's been a little bit wonky and uh, like with the internet, like that's interesting too. Cause, uh, like I was talking with, uh, with Sheila yesterday, you know, my roommate about, um, like, what are, are they doing something with the internet here? Cause she, uh, she does the UFO tours at night and she was saying that Starlink was over Sedona the past few nights and that doesn't happen all the time. So that was kind of interesting that Starlink was over Sedona for a few nights and then we had this giant internet outage, which rarely happens in Sedona. Yeah, it didn't feel good. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> I agree. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it did not feel good. It made everybody at the store anxious and uncomfortable. It was weird. Were you guys busy? No, we so there was hours where nobody came in during the outage. And then there was a couple here and there, but it was very strange. I yeah, I literally didn't leave my house yesterday. Mm -hmm. I, it, honestly, this has been like just such an amazing coverage. There's so much that we covered. Is there anything else? I, that I know. Well, um, I don't have anything else to talk about other than like, um, then this is a conversation to be continued. Yeah. But if there's <laughs> anything you, you want to mention, I'll give you the mic. Yeah, um, just a couple of closing thoughts. I, do you mind if I go go use the ladies' room? Yeah, go so ahead. I'll let you go in there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, here, I'll leave you guys with some flowers. Yay. <laughs> All right, go for it. Um, so, just some closing. Um, we've covered so much about what's happening on the individual level. We've been covering uh, even the collective level. I think that the biggest updates of what's coming to pass uh, we have that eclipse coming up October 28th, which is going to be in Taurus. That's going to be a big deal. It's going to be in Scorpio season. So it's closing out the north and south node of the final count. You know, it's the final count for that Taurian energy. Um, what you guys are going to want to be thinking about is things that serve you in the highest good, um, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. I've talked about this in other videos, but it's going to be vital the new initiation today i mean moving forward we're now officially in north node aries south node libra so uh just thinking about yourself like where you're going what you want to be um i'll kind of reread what she had written about it but basically it says developing the ego 
And I would say the ego in the highest form, that's you, the I am, the false ego. Uh, what you can offer individuality, what you can offer in your own confidence, um, how you can show your independence and physical strength. And then in the south node being initiated again, it's releasing these toxic relationships, patterns, people pleasing, self-doubt and codependency. You want to let go of all of those things because it'll help you um, move into your next phase of that strong Aries presence. And Aries is the first sign in the zodiac. So it's coming back to the first point of birth, which is the first house. Um, every single person is going to be coming back in time to uh, you know, those 18 years ago, that cycle that we had witnessed with the Pluto energy, um, you're going to be witnessing yourself on another level, which I think is amazing. I'm really excited to see what we do globally, because even though it could be intense, like we said, it could be an intense thing happening globally. Um, I think the, the positive in that is that if you show up, if you know who you are, and this is what I'll say, period, because we have AI showing up. If you know who you are and you're willing to trust others to be who they are, if we can all show up as us together, no matter what, it doesn't matter your, your, your failures or weaknesses, your, your faults, whatever. If you can show up 100% you, we can trust each other. Nothing can be misconstrued because we are willing to work and be with each other. I think that if we can apply that globally, then that'll be the best thing to do. Here, here. Howdy, Elizabeth. I'll be. Hello. Um, nice. Let's get together. Um, Kiara, you didn't meet Lisa. Uh, she's an astrologer. She lives in California. And I met her, uh, she stayed with John, UFO John, for a few weeks. Um, what was it, last last year? Uh, and Lisa and I really hit it off. She's cool. I think um, it would be, maybe the three of us could even get together and um, work on a project together, or just hang out, talk astrology. Uh, Lisa's awesome. So I'm excited. And I will be, I'm, I'm here. So uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to seeing you. That'll be fun. Cool. Um, yeah, what else? Uh, hopefully we can get together at some point this week. <laughs> That'll be good. And I'm really glad that we did this. Uh, I'm glad, you know, I was going to do this alone and I was like, well, I think it'd be better to collaborate with you get yeah. your, and get your, your unique, um, you always have such a unique and special take on all of these things you know and just because you and i share a nodal axis of scorpio north node taurus south node i'm like who better to talk about the nodes with than crystal prophecy so anyway i i'm gonna okay so i'm gonna save the like i'm gonna like post this uh instagram has not been giving me the option of saving these to my camera roll it's disappeared they don't want me saving these, but I feel like you may have an app that can download these videos. So, yeah, I'm gonna download it and send it to you. Yeah, so download it and you do what you want with it. And um, yeah, and I guess that's it, you guys. I'm gonna go get on with my day because I have a lot to do. And are you coming, are you gonna be in town at all this week? Yes, uh, I'll be in town all week and we'll catch right, up cool. in, uh, 
yeah, we'll check in. Thank you guys so much Bye, for everybody. participating. Take care. Bye.